Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I think one of the things that I want to talk about next really is go back onto Darwin Nunes a little bit because I want to do the, do the talk about next week because I think it's important for us right now. Like, obviously, Jürgen was asked about whether... Um, Nunes would be in his starting eleven, and he was also was thought pretty apt mentioned that like, you know, if I started him today, wouldn't have played so angry, and he did play angry, and obviously that's probably got an impact in him and getting his two goals. Andy, like, is it as simple as he starts up front next week for you against Villa? I think he probably does have to. I mean, you know, Jurgen's gonna have a a big decision to make. It'd be very very brave to leave him on the bench again. You know. Um, I think at that point, you know, you get an angry Nunez coming on yesterday, but I think if you leave him on the bench again, you'll just get a, a really frustrated and like and and hot headed Nunez because you know he'll, he'll he'll see that as injustice and and possibly rightly so. But what's important to mention is that you know the how the game's going to play out against Villa at home next week is completely different to the ten minutes in which he came into uh, yesterday against Newcastle. You know they're a a really solid team. You know Emery has them really really well set up, well organized. Frustrated us loads last season. Frustrated us loads the season before. Um, Every side has been a struggle mm, for us. Yeah, fair. and he will he will be coming to Anfield. You know, we, we mentioned the uh, you know the the mentality in Newcastle and being that sort of top six side and, and feeling like they have to win these games. Villa are still as much as they're they're playing very well and as much as they're a good team, they're still at the point where they're coming down they're they're coming downfield for a draw, um, and they will come for a draw. But yes, yeah, I mean. It's one of those you probably are going to have quite a bit of the ball. You probably are going to have chances, and probably balls are going to be falling around in the box. And uh, I'm not sure how much a Gakpo at home to a team that 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 sits in so much is is necessarily going to be effective. Obviously, Jota can 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 help when it gets scrappy. But I just think if yeah, if you are going to get chances, I think yeah, play the lad who's who's just buying two you know four percent chances in. Yeah, I think it's impossible to ignore him. To be honest with you, I do. I... My preference would remain, he sat here then thinking while Sandy was talking, my preference would remain Cody Gakpo. It genuinely would. If I was picking my best 11, we always talk about like Cup Final 11, don't we? What would it be? Gakpo would be in it ahead of Nunes in spite of what happened yesterday, really would. And I say that with the caveat that Gakpo hasn't started the season particularly well for me. But I know two of them games in midfield, which obviously isn't his preferred position. But to kind of riff off what Josh said earlier in terms of he's clearly integral to what Jürgen Klopp sees his plans. Like the fact he's in the side early season ahead of like Harvey Elliott, who's played exclusively as a midfielder for yeah. quite some time now, suggests that he sees Cody Gakpo as very much a name on the team sheet, if not one of the very first ones, probably behind like Alisson, Van Dijk, Mohamed Salah, those kind of people. So I would be inclined to stick with Gakpo. However, 
However, I don't know what you do to the lad's confidence if you don't pick him. Like, we've all said how much of a confidence player he is, and I, re- I referenced this yesterday. I think last season, it was kind of, it was a rollercoaster vibe with Darwin Nunes. It may always be that way. But he actually started the season okay. Obviously, he gets his goal against Fulham, Community Shield goal as well. And then the red card against Palace sets him back mm. weeks, weeks in his sort of bedding in period. And he never really manages to recover. He has flashes here and there, little glimpses of magic, the Real Madrid goal, for instance, a couple of moments. And you think, okay, that's great, now build on that. But he never does. Now, there's something there, yes, that you can build on. And you can only build on that by starting the next game. So I think it's a weird one. I think the sensible choice would be to pick him. Because if you don't, what message are you sending, like I say? But I think, honestly, I think if Klopp, in sort of, it depends how ruthless he wants to be. I mean, if he wants to pick his very best 11, one he believes will win that game of football, he doesn't go with Nunes. Josh? I think it's a really tricky one. Um, I think, see, I think the issues as to why he hasn't been playing are still there, mm-hmm. even if he's just scored twice. They're, they're still yeah. there. So I, I think it's a, it's a tactical thing for me. I, I think Liverpool need to control the game more to accommodate a player as chaotic as he is. Mm-hmm. And I think if Liverpool can establish that, we can then integrate him and, and he'll he'll hurt them more than he'll hurt us. But whether we can establish that against Villa without Van Dijk on the pitch, where then they'll still get into grips with the Premier League, um, it, it remains to be seen, really. I think it bodes well that I think Villa are uh, very much an offside trap team under Emery. So mm-hmm. that, that bodes yeah. well for Nunes and, and what he offers as a threat and behind and things like that. I think that's... You probably want that more than ever against a team like that than you do what Gakpo offers, for example. Second choice goalkeepers playing as well, isn't he? You know, so, yeah. Also, yeah, so yeah. if you're playing a high line, obviously the goalkeeper's very, very crucial in that. And you know, if the second choice is he, is he going to be a bit hesitant? He's obviously not as as good as Martin is. But I think it's interesting because like people are saying he played Gakpo in the midfield because we had no midfielders, and there is a part of that. But I think there's a part of Jurgen Klopp that was like, I was glad I didn't have to make a decision at the start of the season between uh, Jota and Diaz, who both had a brilliant preseason. Mm. You know, and I think possibly against Philly, you can see Gakpo drop back into the midfield. I don't want to see him there, but do you need an Endo type player mm. against Villa at home? Possibly, possibly not. Um, but then you know, you've Jota comes on, does really well, so you'll want to fit him in. Diaz has to play, Salah has to play, and you want to fit fit Nunez in. So I think one, all five of them. Have one like thing a, on Salah really at the back end of last season, he started to understand where Darwin was moving to. I think that was over and over again, and I think yesterday's game, Josh. He shows that again, doesn't he? I mean, it is an unbelievably good assist by Mo Salah. The weight of it, the fact he threads it through three players as well. Like, they do have a bit more of an understanding and he just seems to be, I don't know, just having something with Nunes. Yeah, I think they've got a bit of a relationship there, haven't he? And if you think of Salah's Salah's time at Liverpool so far, he's never really had that kind of player running beyond him, has he? Like, Mm. he's always been that player, Salah, that threatened behind for Liverpool and... The player through the middle has been Bobby, who's, who's been going the opposite way. Mm. So Salah's now got that player to find, and he's always had them passes in his locker. Salah's never really received much publicity, but he's always been able to find those players. So I think that's that, that's that's definitely a dynamic that's going to improve. But you know, going back to the Gakpo thing, that that's again an, an issue with with Nunes because I think if if you deploy Nunes, he only plays as the nine for me. He plays nowhere else. If he plays as the nine, I think the way in which players have started the season especially I think Diaz has the, the left locked down for, for now for me mm-hmm. that then probably means if Gakpo doesn't play in midfield he's on the bench mm-hmm. Klopp doesn't seem to want him on the bench he seems to want him on the pitch but if you play him as an, as an eight in my opinion he doesn't give you the control that you need to accommodate Nunes 
So yeah, Gakpo right back in coming, I can see. It. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a problem. It's it's a, I suppose it's a nice problem to have. If you want to go back to that, like, but tactically, it's a, it's a tricky one because I, I agree with everything Dan said about about Gakpo so far in the sense of I don't think he's had the best start of the season. And I had a look at the numbers actually during during the week. Um, playing in midfield makes he's averaging about twenty passes per ninety, right? Curtis Jones last season in the same role was averaging fifty. Mm. Mm. like so far on the opposite side in an identical role is averaging fifty. Gakpo's down at twenty mid. Hendo was about fifty-seven or fifty-eight last season. Yeah, the yeah. Of so the year as well. you know, for Gakpo to be playing in the middle of the park as a, as an eight like that, he's a bit of a black hole at the minute. Mm. Like he's, there's, there's nothing there almost in terms the of the possession is, game. You're right, obviously, but Klopp will be fully aware of that, and yet still. It feels like he wants him on the pitch, even if it is in that role, which just tells you how much trust, how much faith he has in him. And on the other hand, says he has a lack of, not a lack of, but sort of a lesser trust in the likes of Harvey Elliott, in the likes of Curtis Jones when he was available on the season. Like it just shows you how much love he has for Cody Gakpo. We clearly, when he signed him last season, thought, I don't know whether they expect it, I don't know whether they have unearthed this gem or he just came in and they all went, wow, he can do all this other stuff as well. Because when we signed him, left winger predominantly for PSV, he played a little bit as a nine. I don't think anybody really envisaged what he was going to become or looks like he may well become. So I don't know who spotted him and who spotted the fact he could do all this other stuff, but whoever it was deserved a lot of credit. But for me now, like I say, it doesn't feel... Like Jurgen Klopp wants to name an eleven without Cody Gakpo's name in it. Yeah, I think that's right, isn't yeah. it? Go on. Yeah, it's just Arsenal are doing a very similar thing with Havertz at the minute, and Havertz has come in for a bit of stick um, because I think you know, like Gakpo, I wouldn't be surprised if the numbers were the same in, in terms of how many passes Havertz is. He's looked quite anonymous in games, but there has been one or two ch- big chances that have been created for Arsenal in their games, which have just come from Havertz picking up the ball in that area and threading a pass through. And I think one of the things they do read about it is even if they are on the periphery of games, your Gakpo's and your, your Havertz is playing in the eights when they can get a, a control of the ball and those attacking areas. And it's holding on to the ball in those areas, which pushes the defenders back another sort of 10, 20 yards can can just be invaluable. And I, I just wonder if those one or two moments a game that you will get from your Gakpo's and your Havertz is sort of outweighs all the other stuff. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.